My Life Now is a half-hour podcast show which regularly features reviews of new releases and all-time classics of both traditionally published and self-published books. Tune in for special guest interviews and, of course, helpful tips to not only write your next book, but also to help market it. My Life Now is most often referred to as a great way for authors to get quality exposure and avid readers to discover their next read. Without further delay, here's another stimulating episode of My Life Now. Welcome back to another episode of My Life Now. My name is Dallas Montague and I am the co-host here today. And today we have another amazing guest, Michael Metcalf. Michael is a pastor, a father, a loving husband, and an entrepreneur. And he is preaching the word of God four days a week on a live conference call. You guys can join. Thank you for joining us today. How are you, Michael? I'm very blessed to be here, Dallas, and it's very nice to meet your acquaintance over Zoom. Yeah, it's a pleasure. It's my pleasure to have you here with our audience. And I've been listening to some of your podcasts, some of your teaching that you have on your your podcast available on all streaming platforms. And you have a podcast that's titled Outbless Weekly. As soon as we started here, you said, let's outbless someone. And I really like that. So I'm excited to hear about your podcast a little bit more about what you're doing, your mission behind this, your motivation, all of those things. But before we do, I would love to give you the opportunity to share about your Christian faith, why you are a believer today, why you, how it changed your life moving forward, how it helped you to be a better father, a better husband, all of that. Go ahead. Well, there's probably nothing I'd rather talk about than how I got saved, brother. So. Um, I'm 59 years old now, but you know, I got saved when I was about 18 years old and I grew up in a place called Mammoth Mountain, California, which is way up in the Sierra Nevada mountains in California. It's about 8,000 feet up in the mountains and it snows a lot in the winter. And as a matter of fact, I had moved out on my own when I was about 16 and a half years old. And my family had left uh, Mammoth and moved to Southern California Uh, because my dad had uh, a business change uh, that he had to make. And I was unwilling to go. And so my father tried to strong arm me into moving. Mm -hmm. And I was not willing to go. I was a pretty rebellious teen. And I was pretty independent, because I was used to getting up early in the morning and taking care of 40 horses and then going to school. And uh, I did real well in school, I had great grades. And I was on the football team and the ski team. And so I was a pretty serious, uh, independent young man at 16 and a half. And so I declined to go. And that was a terrible decision. It was, you know, a rebellion against my father, which no one should ever do. uh, But I did that. And so I ended up, you know, staying there on my own. And um, my father and my mother would not support me in any way financially, because they thought by doing that, I would obviously cave in and then move down to Southern California, which is what they wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I did just the opposite. So I went out and actually got a job and still continued in school. And uh, I had a lot of independence all of a sudden, and I was way too young for that. And, and I was not rooted and grounded really in the Bible or anything that was what I would say godly. And so I did probably what most young men uh, would do when their parents are no longer there to supervise. And so I I did things I should not have done. I drank beer. I smoked pot. I had parties at my house. And I was really living the way that the world said you should. And I was doing everything that 
you know, kind of the devil would promote. And you would think that, you know, I was the happiest guy in the world. But the truth is, I, I wasn't. I was empty inside. I was lonely inside. I was very bitter. I missed my family. But my pride was in the way. Sin was in the way. And it was in the middle of a snowstorm in February when I heard a knock at my door. And literally, when I opened my door, there was about an 80-year-old woman there named Amelia. And she had a, a dog-eared Bible in her hand, and it was freezing cold, and it was blowing and snowing. And I let her in, really, because I was afraid that she could literally freeze to death outside. And this woman never met me. I never met her before. And we sat down and started to talk. And she looked in my eyes, and she said, Michael, she said, I can see that you're not happy. Just like that. And it was overwhelming because I'm like, you know, internally, I was thinking, how would you know that? that? How could you possibly know what I'm going through? But she was right. And she said, have you ever tried God? And I'm like, I'm not sure what you mean, but, you know, yeah, I've been to church. I've heard the message before. You know, I've been to Sunday school a few times, whatever. But I've never, I don't think, tried God. And I said, so, you know, what does that really mean? And how do you try God? And she said, well, let me tell you, Michael, she said, there's this book, it's called the Bible. And she, she held it up and she showed me a bunch of notes and all these dog-eared pages in her Bible. And she said, this is my most precious possession in all the earth. And she said, if you read it, even for five or 10 minutes a day, it will change who you are. It will change everything that you think and feel. And you'll know that God is real. And she said, so I'm going to, I want to ask to do something. She said, I'd like to leave my Bible with you for a couple of weeks. And she said, I just want you to make a commitment to me that you'll read it for just five or 10 minutes every day. And then when you're done reading it, she said, close the book and pray and just ask God if he's real to reveal himself to you. And she said, I'll come back two weeks from now to get my Bible. And she said, I bet that your life will change. And to tell you the truth, I had no intention of doing what she said, but I I received it because I didn't want to be rude. And so I took her Bible. I walked her to the door. I watched her walk down a a flight of stairs to a landing. And when you got down to that landing, it was was now about eight o'clock at night. It was dark. It was cold. It was windy. It was snowing. If you turned right, you went down another half a flight of stairs to the parking lot, or you could turn left and you'd go up another flight of stairs to another door. And as I, as I was closing the door, she had, she had reached that landing spot and I watched her turn left instead of right. And she started to climb that next set of stairs as I shut the door. And so I went back into my living room and I sat down on my couch and I thought, what would cause an 80-year-old woman to go climb another set of stairs to knock on another door at eight o'clock at night in the middle of a snowstorm in February. And I just couldn't get that out of my head. And I looked at this Bible that was now sitting on my coffee table. And I looked at the paraphernalia that was sitting on that same coffee table of the things I shouldn't be doing. And I thought about it for a few minutes and I thought, you know what? I've tried all kinds of other things, but I've never, quote, tried God. So why not? And so I decided to put some of those things away 
And I decided to open the book and start reading it. And I don't even remember what I read, to tell you the truth, because it's been a long time. Yeah, It's been over 40 years now. But I remember reading it, and I really didn't even understand what I read. But I got on my knees, and I cried out to God, and I said, God, I said, I don't know if you're real. I've heard about you before, and I have no understanding of, of faith or religion or salvation or this book. But there must be something motivating this 80-year-old woman to climb that set of stairs. And I said, if you're real, I said, there's got to be more to life than what I'm experiencing. And so if you're real, talk to me. And all of a sudden, it was like somebody put a warm blanket around me. I felt like the Lord was giving me a hug. I felt tears welling up in my eyes. I started crying for no reason. And I felt comforted. And I didn't hear an audible voice, but I just had this overwhelming sense of love. And I knew that somehow God was trying to tell me he's real. And that I needed to follow through with this commitment that I made to this 80-year-old woman. And so immediately after that, I got up, I wiped the tears from my eyes, and I got a trash bag. And I started going through the condominium that I lived in, and I literally threw away every beer bottle, every alcohol bottle, everything that I would use to do things I shouldn't. I literally put it all in a trash bag, and then I went outside. I I trekked across 100 yards of snow to get to a a trash bin, and I threw it all out. Amazing. And then I came back, and I said, okay, God. I'm, if you're real, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to know you. And so I read some more and I prayed some more and I cried some more. And this is the same kind of thing that, that happened for about two weeks. And, uh, the next week, the next weekend came and my friend showed up in a, in his truck with a couple of young girls and a keg in the back. And he wanted to come in and wanted the, the party to continue. And I said, no, I said, I can't do that. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I said, you might think this is odd. I said, but I think I'm becoming a Christian. And I said, I think God's talking to me. And he told me to throw away all this stuff and not to do this. And so I did. And he goes, you're kidding. And I said, no. And he goes, but, you know, I have these girls they are in the car and, you know, they want to come upstairs. And I said, no, no, I'm not doing that. And so. I, he, he got really upset at me and I started losing my friends and I didn't know that this was spiritual warfare. I didn't really know what was happening at the time. And the next weekend came and Amelia came back. And as soon as she came to my door, I just gave her the biggest hug. And she said, I'm sure everything was different. Your posture, your emotions, everything. You found God, didn't you? I said, yeah. She said, I knew it. I knew that was going to happen for you. I prayed for you. And she said, I could already see it in your eyes as soon as I looked at you. And I said, wow, you know, and I said, I don't really know what I've learned. I said, I've been reading it. I've been praying. But I said, I know this. God's real. And now I got to figure out how do I how do I know him more? So. That was the beginning of a very radical conversion and a very radical journey for me. 
And uh, now I can say I've been walking with the Lord for four decades. And I have seen signs and miracles and wonders surround me in every chapter of my life. And I can say that I'm more blessed and more happy than I ever dreamed possible. And I would tell anyone that's listening to this message, try God. It's, it's the most amazing thing that you will ever do. It's the most amazing thing you can ever experience on the earth. And truly nothing compares. Nothing that this earth has to offer can compare. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Everything you said, it's it's similar to my testimony, but yours is, is of course, unique and special. It's so amazing how much God truly loves us. And I think that you can look back and see where God was with you, even the years before your conversion, where he was preparing your heart, tenderizing your heart to come to him. And the cry never stopped. Come, follow me, follow me, Michael. You're my son. I love you. Come, come. Never changed. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like we know you a little bit better now, Michael. And now I want to go a little bit deeper into your podcast, Outbless Weekly. So what led you between becoming a Christian, following him for four, 40 decades? No, 40, four decades. Sorry, four yeah, decades. 40 years. But starting decades, this podcast. Yeah. Well, when my wife and I got married, we uh, we came up with this term that we called Outbless. And the, the term outbless means that you do for someone more than what you think they deserve. And so every day I would ask God, how do I outbless my wife today? And, and she would ask the same. She would ask God, how can I outbless my husband today? And we have the most amazing marriage. And we are so madly in love with each other, you know, 34 years later. And it's because we still to this day think about how do we outbless each other? And as we, as we think, as we thought about and experienced the love between a man and a wife trying to intentionally outbless each other, we've also had the time to study the word together and pray together an innumerable number of times. And as we spent time in the word and read the word and prayed together about many things, we also realized how God has so really outblessed us. And, you know, for him to look down from his high place in heaven upon us, even while we were yet sinners and send his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross to pay for our sin is the most outrageous blessing that someone could get. And and the way I describe that is, you know, God looks at us like we are his literal children. And those of you who have children know that you love your children dearly. And even if they're misbehaving, you still love them. You might have to correct them. You might even have to punish them sometimes. But there's, a, there's just such a bond that you have with your own children that you just love them to death. And God loves us that way. And so he treats us in such special ways because of his great love for us that he does all these amazing things for us, even though we really don't deserve it. And not only does he do that, we call that grace, but he also gives us mercy every single day. And mercy is not getting what you deserve. And grace is the opposite. It's getting what you don't deserve. And so God literally is out blessing us every day. And so we finally realized that we weren't supposed to just out bless each other, but we're supposed to talk about how God is really out blessing everyone on the earth. 
And if we just have eyes to see it and ears to hear it and become aware of what he's doing, even for people who are still stuck in their sin, he, he wants them to confess their sin. He wants to forgive them. He's ready to forgive them. And he wants them to have a much better life. And he wants to heal the wounds that are in their heart and plug the hole, the same kind of hole that I had when I was a teenager, when I was bitter and angry and lonely and upset or confused and, and just looking for any way to sort of quiet that, that hunger that was in my soul. And I could never find it in any, any other place except faith in Jesus and by spending time in the Bible. And so my heart's desire these days are to share with all people and especially younger people how they can live an outblessed life, how they can outbless their spouse, how they can outbless the rest of their family, their coworkers, their boss, and, and literally live the best life they can by following God's word. Mm -hmm. And when you said this, it reminded me of what you said earlier, that about living for the Lord. And when you taste it, try God, try God, because one, once you taste God, nothing else, like you said, living in the world, it's not comparable at all because that life, it's a chase. It's a constant fill, fill, fill tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Being with the Lord, it's, it's like nothing I've ever tasted. Like you, nothing you've ever tasted. Try Jesus. Come on. <laughs> a little bit more about your podcast here. I see that you're going chapter by chapter and verse by verse right now through the Psalms. And so I want to ask what led you to start with Psalms, kind of what's a, a podcast every episode, what can we, we expect there, and what's your plans for this podcast? Join Lataro Vakis, a pilot who ends up in a mysterious new world after being sucked in by the Bermuda Triangle while flying on his plane. There, he encounters a trained conductor named Emerson, who takes him on her life dealings. This leads to their paths being intertwined after going to a rock concert to protest against the kingdom. Find more information by searching The Magical Train by Aaron Aberto on Amazon today. A Great Work by Sidney Andre is a story of faith, hope, and perseverance. Growing up in Angola, Africa, Andre writes to encourage all of us whose dreams and hopes seem to be gone, but to be of good cheer and keep believing that all things work together for our good. For those who are waiting on a miracle, this story will inspire you to rest in the depth of God's promises and believe that your story does not have to end the same way that it started. Find your copy of A Great Work on Amazon today or by searching www.agreatworkfoundation.com. Well, as a matter of fact, um, we didn't start with Psalms. That might just be what you see on the podcast right now, but I actually pray uh, what God wants me to teach on and whatever book he puts on my heart, that's the book I start at. And then I go verse by verse, chapter by chapter through that entire book until we're finished. And when we're done with that, I pray again and ask God to lead me about what it is that he wants me to teach. And so uh, you can hear uh, much more content than you find on my podcast right now, also listed at www.lifehopemercy.com where you'll see uh, probably over 300 studies that I've done in this last year or so. And so I teach four days a week, um, fresh content all four days. I study about two hours a night. I come in the next day and teach an hour in the middle of the day. 
people can visit the website at outblast.com. They can get the live conference number if they want. They can dial into that number and join it live. Or like you, some people just listen to the Outblast uh, weekly podcast whenever they want because it's not convenient for them to do that in the middle of the day. So right now, I'm excited that we're going through the book of Psalms. We've been reading all the stories about David and his trials and how he goes from times of great faith and tremendous victory to times of great doubt and worry and fear, where he cries out to God, literally fearing for his life. And then we see the faithfulness of God that he just keeps showing up over and over. And he, and he gets David from, you know, from the very valley of the bottom of his, of his faith to the, to the peak of his faith again and again. And God's faithfulness just comes through. And so the book of, of Psalms is phenomenal because uh, it's, it's, it's so real. And when you see that, yeah, David's a man just like me or just like you, he, he has doubts, he has worries, he has fears, and he's a sinner. We know that he, he sinned terribly with Bathsheba. We know that he had Uriah killed, and, and yet God forgave him. And so I just, I love the book of Psalms. I love the fact that the Holy Spirit led us to go through that at this particular time. And what's uncanny is every week and almost every day we teach, it's like God's talking to us for the very things that we need to learn like that day mm-hmm. and how it still applies today. It's still so fresh and it's so relevant. And it's even, it's like, it fits with even what goes on in the news. And I think the only way that that happens is when you let the Holy Spirit lead you about what you're supposed to teach. So I guess, you know, the way I would say, what, what could you expect next? I'll be spirit led every day. I pray every single day that God will use me to reach one more person for Jesus Christ. I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to me and continues to shape me and mold me into the man that he wants me to be every day. And so I would tell you that he's, he's still at work in me and he's working on me mostly through this process. And if it blesses somebody else or out blesses somebody else, <laughs> praise God. But uh, I can tell he's, he's still speaking to me as I'm doing these studies. Yeah. And I want to say for our audience as well, I've listened to a few of your episodes and you can tell when a, when a message is spirit filled and when it's not, it's, it's pretty easy to pick up on that as a spirit filled believer. And so when I listened to your podcast, I even went back and told my wife, wow, this is a podcast I would listen to. He's teaching the word verse by verse. I appreciate this kind of message where it's just someone's idea of a message and they create things like a Ted talk, you know, that's good sometimes, but I prefer this deep the theological study. And this is what you're giving. You're studying for two hours and giving the word for one hour. It's, it's amazing. It's incredible. So I really appreciated listening to it. So I want to Thank encourage you. our yeah, audience. I, I check pour it my out. heart in it and I pray yeah. over it. And man, I, I have my fork and my knife out and I am eating it. And I literally look up the meaning of every word I don't understand. And, and uh, I'll use a concordance, you know, I'll use whatever I need to, to get to the bottom of it. I look up the meaning of names, the meaning of cities. And, uh, and so this is a Bible study that will take you deep. Mm-hmm. And, and I can promise anyone who listens to it, uh, if, you, if you attend this Bible study daily for any length of time at all, truly, just like God changed me, it will change you because it's not me doing it. It's the word of God. And it's, it's very powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And if you devote yourself to the study of God's word and you have a meal, 
And I mean that spiritually, you, you have a spiritual meal by eating of the word. You know, there's that verse that says, I found thy word and I did eat of it. And that's, that's kind of how I start it. As I, I pray through it, I say, God, help me not only understand this, but help me digest it, change the way I think, change the way I, I talk, change what's important to me. As I read these words, mold me and shape me, continue to make me into the person that you want me to be. And I mean that with my whole heart. And then he does. And I hope that's what comes out when people listen to it. And I pray that it, it causes every believer to see how magnificent God's word really is. Yeah. And if you will give yourself to God and really to the study of his word, you will be amazed at the, at the person that you become. I mean, I get in the car sometimes and just driving to work and I see the, the light reflecting off the leaves of the trees and they've never looked more beautiful than I've ever seen. I mean, it's just like you see beauty that you never saw. You, you feel emotion stronger than you've ever felt. You have more joy in your life. You, you can't help but sing praise songs to God, even if you're like me and maybe you don't sing all that great. You know, I'm still singing like at the top of my voice because I'm that joyful and I'm not making that up. And I'm not saying that to, to try to encourage somebody to even participate in this podcast. I'm just telling you, that's the true reaction that I'm having as I've been spending that time in the word. And what's really amazing is I see the people that attend and the stories they're telling me are the same. And so God's word is making a difference in all of our lives. And, and so I'm just excited to see what he's going to do with all of us. Yeah. And so far, I know you have, you said 300 backlog of, of different studies you've done. Do you have a favorite study or a favorite chapter that you've devoted your time to? And you're just like, this is it. This is the one. No, I really can't say that <laughs> I, I do because every time I say that I do have one, another one comes up and then I say, that's it. Yeah. And so honestly, I would tell you my favorite is the full counsel of the word of God. Because, because I need, and, and the truth is you need, and we all need the full counsel, not just one verse. True. I think that if there is a verse that inspires me, it's not my favorite, so I'm not going to say that. But there's a verse that talks about how God is able to do abundantly above all you can ask or hope or think. And that word is imagine. And so I've often talked to the Lord about that. And I've said, well, God, if you're, if you're able to do abundantly above what we can ask or think, then that means it's possible and that you, that you could do it. And so the kinds of things that I pray for are, are radical because I don't want to limit God. I'll give you an example. So um, there's another verse. I'm sure you know this verse, but he said that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their sin and seek my face, I will heal their land. And so we've been praying with our whole heart lately that the Christians across the earth will humble themselves. When he says, my people who are called by my name, he's talking about Christians. That's me and that's you. And that's people who are men and women of faith. And God said, we need to humble ourselves. He said, we need to pray and we need to turn from our wicked ways. And, and if we would do that, he said, we would, he would heal our land. 
Well, open your eyes. Look at our land. Look at our country. Look what's happening to our land. And so I believe that there's room for a, a massive revival to come. And so I'm praying for that revival. I'm praying that God will move on the Christians' hearts and that we won't walk around like we're holier than thou or better than others, but we'll reach out as broken people that we are, sinners that have been saved by God's grace alone, and reach out to them and say, you know, God loves you and God wants to save you and God's ready to forgive you. He's willing to forgive you and you could be born again and you could be saved just like I am. And God sent his son for sinners. He didn't send his son for saints. And so if our hearts are not broken for the things that are breaking God's heart, then what are we really doing? You're the second person to say that in in the second episode. This is something that God's working on our audience with, breaking our heart where God's heart breaks. And that's what we need to do, my friend. And so my heart is broken for my country. My heart is broken for all the countries of the world that are under tremendous attack. And I believe that we live in the end times. I believe that the Bible teaches that that the difficulties of the earth are going to be like a woman that's travailing in birth pains. They're going to get more severe. They're going to get closer together. The days are going to get darker. And that means that we need to shine the brighter. The darker it gets, the brighter the light needs to be. And the only way that we're going to be bright lights for the kingdom of God is if we're completely sold out. And that means there's no room for sin in our life. We must repent. We can't let any kind of sin remain in our life. God is holy and he wants us to be holy. Yeah. So whatever sin that we're struggling with, we need to repent. We need to ask God to forgive us. And then we need to read the word and eat of it every day because that's the one anchor that can keep you from sinning more. I find that if I spend the time to study every night and the time to teach every day, I'm much less likely to sin. I'm much less likely to be tempted because I know that I know what God wants and he's talking to me. He's talking to everyone through these last days, through his word. He's given us his word. And so read it and pray it and speak it and share it and do it every single day. Make it a habit. And then he'll keep you close. And as you draw close to God, he'll draw closer to you. And then it gets, in my humble opinion, easier to say no to the temptations that come our way. And it could be doubt, or it could be worry, or it could be fear, or it could be some other thing that tempts people. But God is calling his people by his name to repent. He wants to heal our land. He wants there to be a revival. And so I'm hoping and praying that he will use Outbless Weekly, that he'll use our ministry here in this medical building, that he'll use me, my wife, my family, my voice, anything that I have. I just pray that God would use me to get the word of God out before it's too late. And I thank God that he counted me worthy to be in the ministry And I'm very humble and I know that I didn't deserve it. I know that I didn't earn it. I know there's no way that I can. And I'm just thankful for the Lord that he saved me from myself and from my own sin. And so I would just urge everyone to draw close to God, to listen to his word and to do your very best at whatever you're doing, whatever you do in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord. 
And everything that you do for the Lord, even if you just give a glass of cold water to a child in Jesus' name, you will be rewarded in heaven for doing that. And everything else that you do on this earth that's not for God, it's all going to be burned up. It's all going to go away. None of it matters. So don't store up riches for yourself. Don't waste your time with your business or your career or chasing material things. All those things are so temporary. And so pour it out. Give it out. Just love on everyone that, that you meet and let them see the love of God for real. Because Jesus has no hands or no feet on this earth than ours. And so he wants to use our hands and our feet and our mouths, if you're willing. God will use you. And so that's my prayer today, that God will use me again tomorrow when I teach again at outblessed.com and those that might want to listen later. And so I hope I encourage people to listen. I hope even if they don't listen to me, which is not important, they listen to God's word. And they get into some kind of daily routine where they go deep because the deeper they do that and the closer they, they draw to God, the greater joy they'll have in their life. And I can tell you, that's the result of trying God for real. I want to touch back on one thing that you said. You said that you were talking about staying close to the word of God helps you to say no to sin. And that goes back to that verse you were sharing earlier, seek first the kingdom seek first the kingdom. If we put him first, his ways first, I want to tell our audience, it is possible to choose him. It is possible to say no to sin. I know we're in this sin cycle sometimes and you think it's impossible. There's no way. There's a way. Spend time at the feet of Jesus. Look into his eyes, his purifying eyes of fire that will clean you from the inside out. He cleaned you, Michael. He cleaned me from addiction as well years and years ago. And I've been following Jesus and I have to say, Lord, clean me today. Yes, he cleaned me before, but he needs to clean me again today and tomorrow and the next day. So I stay fresh. I stay, my cup is empty to be filled by him. And so everything you're saying, I'm encouraged. I'm filled up. <laughs> I'm really excited about what you're doing, Michael. Continue to teach the word of the Lord. Continue to preach. And I want to tell our audience one more time, where can we find your podcast? Where can we find your Bible study? How can we call into the line, the conference line? Sure. Well, the easiest way is just to go to the website, www.outbless.com. That's O-U-T-B-L-E-S-S.com. And I hope that you'll remember to try to outbless your spouse, outbless your coworkers, outbless your neighbors. Just do more for them than what they deserve. Just, just be Jesus's hands tomorrow. And do it every day. Yeah. And you can call in. The, the phone number is 470-250-8308. That's 470-250-8308. If you call in uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern, you can participate live. Um, or you can go on the website and you can join. There's a link that you can click where you can join from a PC if you're from outside the area. And everyone's welcome. We're non-denominational. We love all people. We don't care uh, what background you have or what you're struggling with. We love everybody all the same because that's what my Bible teaches. And so thank you so much for letting me, you know, join with you on your show today. It's been great to meet you. And my pleasure. Uh, thank you for the work that you're doing in Brazil as a missionary there. What a great blessing that is. It's, it's a joy always to see a young man who has a call in his life, who's serving the Lord. 
And if there's any way that we can help support you or do anything for you, by all means, we'd be glad to do it. Michael, I want to say one more thing that some of our audience aren't aware of this, but all proceeds of this podcast go directly to our ministry here in Brazil. So this is not something we've mentioned many times on the podcast, but that is something that's happening. So even today, by being on our interview, you are supporting our ministry. So thank you, Michael. Well, it's my blessing. Thank you so much, brother. If I can have you end our time together with a prayer, I would really appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, Father God, I just want to thank you so much for Dallas and thank you so much for this ministry. Father, I pray for every single person who's listening to this message today. I ask, Father, that the Holy Spirit would literally touch every heart and that you would let them know the words that I shared with them are true. That if they would just try God, they would find out that you are real and that you're alive and well and that you care and that you're full of love and grace and mercy and that you're ready and you're able and you're willing to forgive them for their sins and that you're calling your children to repent again and to pray and to be humble that you might heal the land. And so, Father, we don't want to limit you. We want, Father, every promise that's in the word of God, we want it to apply to us, Father. So, God, we're going to ask you again right now, forgive us our sins, Lord, and draw us closer to you, God, every day. Help us, God, as we read your word, help us to understand it and help us to apply it. And through the power of your Holy Spirit, God, make us doers of your word and not just hearers only, Lord. And we'll keep thanking you and we'll keep praising you, God. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the power of your word. And I want to thank you, God, that you would encourage every brother and sister who heard this prayer or who heard this message today. Father, go and outbless every single one of them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening and supporting another episode of My Life Now. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast show and share it with a friend. Together, we can keep the message of these books alive. Until we turn the next page together, stay classy.